Today is the 20th of July, 2022. And we've heard that in Dhamma practice, there are obstacles to the training of the mind to become better and higher. And one of those obstacles is laziness, not being energetic, being lost in the pleasures of the world, and liking aramanas, these moods and sense impressions, liking visual forms, sounds, taste, smell, touch, mental objects, wanting these pleasurable experiences, liking them, trying to get these experiences, trying to get more pleasure. And this is a danger to the mind, a danger to Dhamma practitioners who want peace of mind, who want samadhi. And so there's this quality of being lost in pleasure, not being strict, being undisciplined, speaking a lot, conversing a lot. This is another type of being lost in pleasure, being lost in the pleasure of food as well, or gathering in groups too much, enjoying the company of a group, no longer desiring seclusion. Dhamma practitioners need to warn themselves and wake themselves up and ask themselves, do I delight in seclusion? For monks, they go to their kutis, their monastic dwellings, to walk meditation, sit meditation, to have time to be alone in solitude. And when it's the appropriate times, we do group chores, do alms round, do group chanting, cleaning the various buildings and the Oposada hall, the eating hall, and so on, cleaning the monastery, the monastic buildings, cleaning our shelters and bathrooms and so on. We do these activities with mindfulness, with self-awareness, with the intent to give and sacrifice one's time. Because we see that in a given day, the night and day is constantly passing by, and to be lost in pleasure is a type of unwholesome karma, of demerit. And so we may know that we do some good karma and some bad karma, some unwholesome actions and some unwholesome actions. And as Dhamma practitioners, we practice to be firmly established in the five precepts to do this goodness all the time. And if we have a day off of work, then we come to give alms, to listen to Dhamma. And when the time comes in the evening, then we listen to Dhamma, we chant, we sit meditation, we practice to wake ourselves up, to alert ourselves that the days and nights are constantly passing. What are we doing with our time? So we practice to be heedful, to put forth effort, to have perseverance, and to have care in our actions. So we see that all kilesas, all types of demerit arise right here in our own hearts and minds. 
And so we seek and practice to cut off and abandon these unwholesome mind states, these kilesas. If we think in an unwholesome way, then we seek to abandon those thoughts. And we have experience already with these things, and so we know that they're unwholesome. And so when they arise, we try to abandon them. And if they have not yet arisen, then we seek to avoid their arising. And when they're present, then we seek to cut them off, to abandon them. So we practice like this. And we practice to give rise to meritorious states, to have effort in giving rise to wholesome states, such as chanting, having effort, having perseverance. And sometimes we use the quality of patient endurance as well. Sometimes we come to give generosity, to give alms, and do merit at the monastery. And it may be raining, there may be traffic, there may be various obstacles. So we patiently endure these obstacles. And as monastics doing alms round, sometimes it's raining, sometimes it's raining heavily and one gets wet on alms round. Or perhaps there's rain on the way to go to chanting. And sometimes if the rain is too heavy, it's a very heavy rain, then we cancel the group chanting. But sometimes we have laziness, and so we seek to abandon this quality of laziness to practice consistently and evenly. This is right effort to do walking and sitting meditation, to have effort continuously all the time to develop wholesome states, to grow in merit in order to realize the end of suffering because the end of suffering is realized through effort. So we see these feelings in the heart, liking and disliking, and we see that this practice, it's not difficult, it's not hard. We merely bring the mind to not like, to not dislike. If liking arises, we contemplate liking as uncertain, it's not sure. If disliking arises, we contemplate, it's not certain, it's not sure. So we practice to have mindfulness, to have energy and effort in this, to make our minds firmly established in peace, which then allows wisdom to arise, to then abandon this liking and disliking, to stay in the middle, to see the Dhamma, to see Vimuti, liberation, which is done through seeing samuti, or convention. We consider this self, the sense of self, where is it to be found? Beings are constantly being born and dying, born and dying. Where is any self to be found in that? So whether humans or animals, or other beings, constantly dying and being born, and in truth, it's just these four elements, just these five khandhas. With wisdom, we see that actually there's no one there. There's no self to be found. There's no me, no mine, no you, no yours, no self. This is seeing Buddha. Seeing clearly, we attain to Buddha, realize Buddha. We see that all things are Buddha. Buddha is in all things. 
which is to say emptiness. Form is emptiness, emptiness is form. Because in truth, this materiality, this form, it is empty. And so emptiness is form. That form, materiality, it doesn't exist. So in terms of convention, we call things rupa or nama, form and mentality. But really, there's nothing there. It's empty. So this is wisdom. And when we see this clearly, then we don't suffer. And when we suffer, we suffer because of the sense of self, because of mine, me and mine, you and yours. So may you have effort, may you persevere, may you set your hearts on this practice. Because this realizing of Dhamma, it's not beyond our knowledge or ability. So try to take care of your mind, take care of your heart and mind well. In the beginning it may feel difficult. In the beginning it can feel difficult. We have these mind states of greed, aversion and delusion, which bring heat to the mind. So therefore we need to have effort to practice, to do this a lot, to grow and develop a lot. In the beginning we have doubts, this doubt which is an obstacle in our practice, which is a hindrance, makes the mind chaotic and agitated. We doubt about the right way to practice, how to practice. This is because we want fast results, we want things to go quickly. But in reality these doubts make us go slowly. And sometimes we wonder, well, if I don't doubt, will I go the wrong way? Will I be lost? So this is just more doubt. But then when we truly realize peace of mind, realize samadhi, then our doubts vanish. The mind feels rapturous and happy. The body and mind feel light. We see the way to Nibbana. We contemplate the body as empty. And we understand clearly that this is the way. This is the way to the end of suffering. This is the gotrabhu jitta, gotrabhu jnana, the change of lineage, mind and knowledge, seeing that this is the way. And this is something we gradually realize bit by bit, one step at a time, this abandoning of the defilements. And we cut off these defilements just one bit at a time, one thread at a time. It's as if there are many ties that bind the heart, that tie it down, these fetters. And if we cut just one thread, then the mind feels very spacious and empty. This is walking the path of sila and samadhi, then wisdom which arises. And this arises such that the kilesas are temporarily abandoned, temporarily cut off. And then a great amount of energy and strength comes to the mind. The faith becomes very firm, an effort arises of its own accord. We don't need to tell ourselves to practice or force ourselves to practice, but it arises by itself. We walk, we sit in meditation, feel this fullness and happiness of heart. We see it's like in the world meeting something of great value. 
something like pure gold or even more valuable than pure gold. We meet something of great value like this and there's limitless quantities of it. There's no end to it. And so in the worldly, worldly way, we would seek out this wealth. And even if it were raining very, very heavily, we would still work and make effort to gain that wealth. We would still go out even if it was raining to get that valuable item. And it's the same way with this fullness and happiness in the heart, with the understanding of Dhamma. When we see clearly in this way, then we have strong and firm effort. The mind is gathered in samadhi. We contemplate the body. The mind becomes empty. And seeing this emptiness, then we have more confidence arise. Our confidence becomes firmer. We see that this is the way to Nibbana. So we see this clearly, and it's something that takes time. We look at the examples of Venerable Anya Kondanya, and Venerable Yasa and his group of friends, or the five ascetics. And for many of them, or most of them, is the case that the first discourse they heard, they realized stream entry, and they all realized arahantship in no long time. And for ourselves, we consider that we practice for many years, perhaps three or five years, and we may feel that the mind lacks energy, lacks strength, but we see clearly bit by bit, gradually, and confidence arises, knowledge arises. We see bit by bit that in truth there's no self there to be found. And so this knowledge arises again. Because these kilesas are very thick, this sakaya ditti, this personality view, is a fetter that's very thick in the mind. And that, so we keep cutting these threads that tie the mind down. And then when this, we get to the last thread, and we cut that last thread, and this is knowing and seeing the Dhamma, so may you never give up, may you not retreat, may you have patient endurance, have firm effort, perseverance, may you strive in your practice, may you do it like this, practice like this, and you'll meet with success. It's just like in the worldly way, we see something of great value, and we don't give up, we don't let up in our efforts. And when we do it like this, then we're able to be rich in the world, to be a wealthy person in the world without difficulty. And for Dhamma practitioners, we practice to become wealthy in the Dhamma, to see the Dhamma, to see the Lokutara Dhamma, the Dhamma that is above and beyond the world. This is something that we have to practice and train in, have patient endurance with, to make our patient endurance to the level of an expert, and then we can feel at ease. So may you patiently endure, no matter how difficult it gets, may you patiently endure. May you strive in your practice. May you set your hearts on this. <laughs>